We have reached the halfway point of high school hysteria on ESPN West Palm. Clear your desks. Take out your number two pencils and a sheet of paper. It is time for the midterm exam. Welcome back in to High School Hysteria here on ESPN 106.3 with me, Chris Coquel at Real Coach K on Twitter. With me, as always, is the star of the show, Joe Rigotti, at Jay Rigotti on Twitter. And, of course, the midterm exam is brought to you by HSS, who is a GOAT. And you know what something about GOATs, Joe? Do you know anything about GOATs, Joe? They love Florida. They do love Florida. And Florida loves GOATs. And now we have another for the past 11 years in a row. HSS has been ranked number one in the nation in orthopedics. They also have the lowest complication rates and readmission rates in the country. That's not just why, Joe. (laughs) HSS is the choice from nearly every MLB, NHL, NBA, and NFL team. It's because they treat the best of the world so that they are so good for For the rest of the world. (laughs) This guy is good. This guy is good. The new spectacular new HSS in West Palm Beach offers state-of-the-art diagnostic, non-surgical treatment, physical therapy, rehabilitation, sports performance services, and more. How we move is why HSS is here. Learn more about in-person or virtual orthopedic care with an enhanced safety protocols at hss.edu slash Florida. Joe, you know where they're located? Uh, Sell for the world. Sell for the rest of the world. So you know. Obviously, I do you know. I'll let everybody else know. 300 Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard in West Palm Beach. Book an appointment online at hss.edu slash Florida. Or call 561-657-4600. Check out HSS Florida today. And received an unmatched level of expertise from diagnosis through treatment to recovery. Again, that's hss.edu slash Florida. Midterm exam. Chris Coquel. All right, I'm going to be honest right now. I almost said Joe Kalel and Chris Coquel. <laughs> oh, no. Who used to. He was a mainstay here on the uh, midterm. It's a little confusing having another Joe in the this realm of the high school hysteria midterm exam. Again, not Joe Colella. Joe Rigotti at Jay Rigotti on Twitter. Chris Coquel at Real Coach K. Joe, you are going to ask me the toughest questions of the high school world, and I'm going to try to answer them. Oh, What's number one? You bet I am. MLB has officially imposed fines and suspensions for pitchers caught using six sticky substances while pitching. That's hard to say. The new rule goes into effect on June 21st. Do you think it's wrong for MLB to impose such a drastic change while pitchers are in mid-season form? They're not really changing anything. They're just enforcing a rule that's been in place. And I also don't think it's very drastic. I talked about it earlier in the week on Ken Levick Alive with, I mean... First of all, I'm blessed to be work with such a talent like Ken Lavica. Oh, definitely. Like the Ken Lavica at KLV1063 on Twitter. It's work with him each and every day. Joe, if you missed that show, do you know where you can find it? Oh, I can find it on the podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever your podcast are found. That's right. Just look for Ken Lavica Live featuring Coquel. So I talked about this on there. The punishment is 10-day suspension. Bad, right? Oh, terrible. Paid. Ooh. Good, right? Oh, yes. Right. Like, I want to get suspended. Someone <laughs> come suspend me for 10 days. I That's a vacation. Oh, yeah. A 10-day suspension paid is a vacation. Ken is guilty because he's just such a world-class person. But for me, I don't think it's much of a punishment at all, especially if we're talking about starting pitchers. So they're probably going to miss one start, and they'll play with the days because it's 10 days, not 10 games. But you're missing the point. The point is that they are imposing this. In the middle of a season, and then some pitchers have to change their form in order to They've not get suspended. They've stopped using something illegal 
in order to not get a okay, vacation. Okay, okay. But like Garrett Cole said, this is something passed down through generations and they weren't enforcing it like they should have. Maybe once in a while when the opposing manager says, hey, look at that guy's arm. Hey, this isn't diabetes that's passed down from <laughs> generation. Someone taught no, him is. how to it's... cheat. They taught him how to cheat. Okay, but when pitchers are using sticky substances to grip the ball and get better velocity on their pitches, once they can't do that anymore, they got to come up with a new way to pitch and still have the same spin rate on their ball. So they have to pitch legally. Oh well, yeah. That's but no, that's not, no, 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 no. No, what I'm saying. Legally. What I'm saying is that if they were gonna enforce this so hard like they are now, they should have done this when the season actually started. Well, not. then the pitcher should have done what I used to do when I used to cheat in high school. Don't cheat. Like I used to cheat off a of Fana Keg, and thank you for getting me through science, by the way. <laughs> but I didn't take every one of her answers because if I got a hundred, I knew that would look bad. So I, you know, I would get one or two wrong that I would try to answer by myself. They shouldn't have went out there. It's the pitcher's fault for throwing all these no hitters. Okay, should have let up a hitter. I'm not two. saying I, I'm not saying you're wrong because you're you're right. But the thing is that this isn't something that they should impose midseason. They shouldn't crack down on it midseason. The pitchers threw the no okay. hitters. It's on okay, them. Okay, but every other every other season, these pitchers were going were coming into games using the substances, and nobody was caring. It was kind of just a, a known thought throughout the pitching world that pitchers are using this stuff. So then midseason, you're going to say, oh, by the way, like. Because you are, you, are you are you not listening to me? Because I am listening. The to older you. generation should have passed down. Hey, let up a hit every now and then. Like, oh no, you like, won the I, game because you're cheating. Let up a hit. No, I, I I think you're right, and I can see that averages throughout baseball are going down on base percentages going down because the velocity and the location of these pitches has been so great for pitchers and even catchers are good at at framing it, but. That's You're not a the big point. baseball fan. Is the answer besides this answer of trying to get rid of the cheating problem or the sticky tack problem by giving people paid vacations? Is <laughs> is the answer to move the mound back? Because they've done this throughout time. Obviously not in season. No, I think moving the mound back would cause even more injuries throughout baseball. And I don't agree with what Tyler Glass now said about how them banning these substances altogether is what causes injury. I think that's just a way for him. Who is Tyler Glass now? He's starting pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that's what causes injury. I think that was just a way of him letting out his anger and let the world know that, that he's mad that MLB yeah, is actually it, doing this. It deflecting. didn't cause his injury. He's but, deflecting. Yeah, but but moving the bat the mounds back will cause an injury. Not if they get a chance to work out and get a whole year to get used. to Oh it. yeah, but that's but you can't do that midseason. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying, but in the future, if if we want bats to catch up, they've done that in the past. That's what they've done. All right, number two. The National Federation of State High School Associations in Ohio has decided to join nine other states in changing the shot clock time in boys and girls basketball from 24 seconds to 35 seconds. Do you like this change? I'm okay with it, but as long as you have that shot clock there, it's over 35, 24, doesn't really matter to me. I played, and do we have, I don't even think we have a shot clock in Florida right now for high school sports. I should know that. No, don't. I don't think so. I don't think we do. A team is going to eventually do what my high school team did, and they made it to the state finals. Like, I'm not trying to make race thing, but it was like five white dudes, and they would make it to the state finals every year because they would run the backdoor offense, the Princeton offense, and just run it for three minutes at a clip. Yeah, and they'd win games 32 to 28. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was the way we won, and they won state titles that way. Coach Frank, it was the most people didn't want to play for Coach Frank because it was so boring. But this again was before transferring and. And you were winning, and they taught that level of basketball. But they ended up putting in a shot clock because Northport High School kept getting to the state finals with a team that probably wasn't the best team but would run literally minutes 
off the clock before shooting. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have an issue with them changing the shot clock by 11 seconds. I think it's better to have a shot clock than have no shot clock at all. I think that's the Yeah, because thing. like if you're up if you're up by three Sit and on. you have the ball, you just hold on to it, run around. Yep. It's and, just I don't like and that. And teams would have to foul and we yeah. and the high school I went to always had good foul shooters and that's how they would win games. Yeah. Once no, they got exactly. a lead, you just sat on it. Exactly. And I feel like in high school basketball, thirty five seconds is about right. Yeah, because these guys aren't professionals. Because you don't want teams again doing this for minutes at a time, and then it becomes soccer and no one likes soccer. No. <laughs> Especially Ken Levicka. He hates soccer. <laughs> Worst. I have to deal with them all. Now they're we're having soccer segments on the show, which again you can listen to the Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel Podcast wherever podcasts are found. Of course, High School Hysteria Podcast, the Evan Cohen Show Podcast, and Josh Cohen and the Home Team Podcast. Wherever you want them, we have them there for you. Number three. If an assistant coach takes a new job at a different program, should high school athletes be allowed to follow the assistant coach to the new school? This seems to come up every couple years, and there was a follow the coach rule, and then that went by the wayside where if a kid followed a coach, he couldn't play that year for a full calendar year, but then they got rid of that because kids are allowed to transfer now, so it was kind of like an in-between with the FHSAA, like what do you do there? I just think it's a dirty look, and if you're the assistant coach, like you're clowning yourself. If you get hired to be someone else's new position coach, we'll say defensive line coach, running back coach, whatever it is, and that head coach is telling you to call all the kids from your previous school, he didn't hire you because of your coaching acumen. He didn't hire you because you run great drills. You have a good scheme. You've been pimped. Like he hired you. He hired you to go get kids and he doesn't really care about your coaching. And probably once you're done getting kids, He's going to move on from you and find someone else who will get him new kids. Definitely. and But I don't really have a huge issue with this because some players, some students work better under certain coaches, which is fine. But, but the, the problem is they call and call and call and it becomes like a recruiting battle. They get in the kid's head and you're trying to coach a kid and then you want to be hard on them and teach them a life lesson, but they can just run to the coaches waiting in open arms, calling them every day, telling them that his program's better. Yeah. See, it's weird because in a state like I'm from, like New Jersey, there's certain areas of counties and towns where you have to go to that sending district school. You can't like go out of town and go to a school that's 45 minutes away. Yep. So if a, so, let's say we're in my hometown and my coach left to go to a school that was 30 minutes away. I wouldn't even be allowed to go to that school. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how it works down here. You you can go. But let, yeah, but let's say. You still tried to get out of that and go to that school. I don't think that's right. I and like like you said, the red, coach. Go ahead. Red flags pop up like up in New York and New Jersey. Red flags pop up as soon as someone transfers. They make yeah sure. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I understand why student white players would want to do this and go work for another coach, but it's just there's so many leaps and bounds to get over. I don't think it's even worth it. I don't mind the player leaving. That's not the part I mind. It's when you're calling a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old and selling them pipe dreams, basically sport flirting with a kid, yeah. trying to tell them why, and then you're bad-mouthing another adult. It's like it's like you're trying to be the new girlfriend for the kid like, <laughs> just or boyfriend for the kid. Like, there's just no place. There's no place for it. Don't call someone else's kids. If they come to your school on their own, okay, that's one thing. But when you call, you're just being pimped. Yeah. Like, that's, that, that's all it is. I think it's a bad look all around, and honestly. The, and to the assistant coach is doing it, like, 
you're clowning yourself because you're not gaining respect in the area like like you think you are. That and coach this, is laughing behind your back. And this isn't the NFL. This isn't the NFL where a coach get hired for a different team and the player is a free agent says, I'm going to go sign with him now. That's no, not how it works. Again, but that's fine if that was if there was a free agency, but that's not what it is. Yeah. Again, I just I have a problem with the adults calling high school kids or calling their parents, telling them their school isn't good, that they probably last year were just telling them how good the school was. Or these plans were in the work for a while and they were already in their head beforehand. So now the kid's brain has been so screwed up with trust issues and trying to figure out, instead of just having the normal high school experience of, I believe in my team, I want my team to do well, that's who I, I want to be with, this is my family, you don't get any of that. And it just drives me nuts. High school hysteria, midterm exam, Chris Coquel at Real Coach K on Twitter. At Jay Rigotti on Twitter for Joe. Joe, what number are we up to? We are number four. All right, number four. A high school football player in Texas put up a decommitment edit on his Twitter. Should things like this be posted on social media? All right, so he put it up to decommit to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right? yep. What is it? Edit. <laughs> okay, you know, like, let's say a player gets recruited to University of Alabama. They put on their uh, Instagram a picture of them in the edited jersey. And said, like, committed Alabama. Oh, like the background? Yeah. Okay, so it's, okay. it's a graphic. Yeah. It's a picture. But this player did it saying, I am decommitted from Oklahoma. <laughs> as, like, trying to, as, like, all flashy. Like, oh, by the way, look what I'm doing. I don't want to be old man, get off my lawn, but can we stop posting this stuff on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, I know. And I don't mind you posting offers, but stop collecting oh, offers. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen with, them. With my, this is my 26th offer. You have kids with D1 offers who are like, this is my 26th offer. And then you find out that one of the offers was from, like, Clown School USA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not a real program. Like, don't collect offers. You're excited about your offer. Great. Put that up. That's fine. Also, the transferring of high school or um, decommitting from a high school. Like, who do you think you are? Yeah, no, exactly. Get out of here with that stuff. We at this station have made the decision. We So you can stop tagging us and or keep tagging us. We like the attention. But we don't put up the transfer stuff. Like, we don't. If a transfer goes through and all the paperwork's in and they start playing... We'll report on the kid at the new school, but we're not putting up the transfer, and then we're not celebrating. There are other media companies that celebrate the kid transfer, celebrate the coaches for getting a lot of transfers. Yeah. We're not in that business. These are these are children. See, like, I'm okay with a player in their high school uniform having an edit with a bunch of logos of different schools that they got offers from. Yeah, but like it's when it's when, coming to decision day. Yeah, yeah, but it's when they post an edit of them in every single team's jersey. And, and he, individually, that's he, just not right. Even when they have no interest in going to the school. Yeah, yeah. That's just they're trying to flaunt what they have yeah, I, and how I, good they are. I don't love it. You kids, get off your snap face and your Insta book. <laughs> and your Insta chat. Insta chat. <laughs> enough of all that. All right, that's enough of the midterm exam here on ESPN 1063. More hysteria next right here on ESPN West Palm.